Welcome to episode 123 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty good. So today I wanted to talk with you a little bit about what is turning out to be one of the biggest corporate scandals of the year and just happens to be also a software-related scandal. So I thought it would uh, be an interesting topic to explore for us. Of course, I'm talking about the Volkswagen scandal uh, and alongside that, the increasingly important role that software is playing in controlling our physical world. The Volkswagen scenario may just be one of many software-based cheating scandals to come, and it's probably not the first time software has been used to circumvent regulation. But it's so high profile that it feels like a game changer to me. So let's get started here with, with a quick recap uh, of the scandal so far. So we've got Volkswagen, the biggest automaker in the world, and they get caught red-handed for rigging their diesel engine emission tests in the U.S. and in Europe. They did this by installing a software defeat device. Um, I love I love this name. It's all over the news now. A defeat device uh, to make cars appear cleaner when they're uh, being tested, and then the software. Uh, changes the settings in the car, and then it, you know, when it's on the road, it, you know, emits whatever 40x as much uh, uh, emissions and pollution into the uh, into the atmosphere. And so there's there's a lab that that discovers this and brings it to the attention of the EPA. Um, and so far, they've they've figured. They've figured that these these defeat devices have been on cars since 2009, so you know, around six years or so. And um, the provider uh, of the software, uh, Robert Bosch GmbH, uh, they 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 have they have a warning from them to VW that basically says if you use this software to rig emission tests that's going to that's illegal you like you can't do that mm-hmm. uh, so so you have this incredibly sophisticated software but for media attention purposes and for the purposes of your everyday um, your everyday viewer or listener or reader um, it's it's a very simple scandal they used software to to cheat like gangbusters for the past six years on on emission tests so what what do you make of this situation so far dirk well i mean it's it's certainly shocking in its audacity and scale um but not surprising i mean from another perspective right so you know, big company trying to make more money, trying to, you know, who knows what the genesis is. Probably they invested a whole bunch in some technology, some engine technology or or whatever the hell. And um, then, you know, in reality, it just, it didn't, um, you know, the it, it, from an emissions perspective, wasn't working the way it should or, you know, they miscalculated something, whatever. And then they're left with a choice. You know, the company... Um, you know, the company could take huge financial hits, be set years back in their, you know, model year strategy and all that rubbish, or they can, you know, fudge the the tests and, and keep going. I, I suspect 
that once this is all unpeeled, it's going to come down to something like that, where it wasn't that they set out and said, oh, we're going to make the world's most emissions unfriendly cars and then just hide it. Ha ha ha. You know, it's right. Um, it, it's, I'm sure it's a response to something. But, you know, that's that's a response that's that's terrible. I mean, we're in the midst of, of all these issues around global warming and, and you know, trying to control carbon output and the whole nine yards and and then there's there's this so yeah conceptually not surprised it's what big companies do but in the specifics of it it's it's pretty horrifying yeah i mean this is uh you know it, it's i i wonder if it's the equivalent of of you know the super fun sites of of the 1970s except you've got your your software equivalent right so this is dumping barrels of toxic chemicals into the river you know, uh, when you know very well what they're going to do, right? So this this is this is the software equivalent of that. There, what, what's fascinating to me is that you have this this digital world, which um, we we all know that 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 the effects that you know software has on 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 real life, whether it's um, you know, all this talk about the Internet of Things or the software that, uh, you know, runs uh, our, our electrical systems or the software that runs, uh, you know, a, any of the appliances or, or anything else uh, that's in the physical world. But we have, we have, you know, nothing brings it home more than, than realizing that, that this software is now a really sophisticated tool for, for changing the, the physical outputs of things. And, and people are going to use those, those things for really bad purposes. And to make matters even worse, it, it's going to be embedded into, um, you know, a, a, a physical device like a car. Uh, we, we just saw that 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 Wired report on on car hacking, how hackers could take control of of cars remotely and cause all sorts of mischief, uh, including you know acceleration or uh, making the brakes inoperable, things things like that. So so now we have you know not a hacker, but but a you know an internal uh, part of of the company that's. That's making these changes for for ill effect. So mm-hmm. so my my follow on questions I think are, you know, what what kind of responsibilities do software makers have uh, for providing this software that's going to have real world implications? You know, like like this VW scandal. So you know, without sort of passing judgment on whether you should be delivering. Um, you know, software that that can do this kind of stuff. You know, what what are the responsibilities for software makers, and 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 at what point um, do we start seeing I don't know regulation of of software uh, for critical industries? Yeah, I mean, there are legal responsibilities and ethical responsibilities. Legal responsibilities are minimal. Um, you know, near zero. Um, you can just you can just just make it right. It's a tool. It's like a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you make the gun and then somebody takes the gun and what are they going to do with it? So from a legal perspective, almost nothing. And so that's where, you know, you talked about regulatory, what, what needs to happen there. I mean, that's where there's some potential in the wake of this for, for something to happen. Um, you know, ethically, I mean, Jesus, right. It's, um, 
It's tricky. I, one of the hardest parts about ethics is that everyone views the world differently. So, um, you know, carbon emissions, uh, accelerating global warming are something important to me and something that uh, from an ethical perspective, I, I treat very seriously. Right. Um, but there's other people who think it's bullshit, you know, who don't believe it. And um, so from their perspective, like, ah, you know, carbon emissions, oh, it's the liberals making up all this crap anyway. So, you know, dot, 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 um, let's do let's do what we want to do. Um, so that's to me, that's the hardest part about ethics is that most of the things that, you know, fall under an ethical umbrella in our everyday lives are, are um, open to the subjectivity of the, the participants and the perceivers. Um, so I guess I'm not I'm talking about ethics and maybe I'm not really answering the question. I mean, I think, I, I think their ethical responsibility, you know, given the, the legal expectations of, um, of the emissions. I, I don't know what the regulatory body is that set, you know, the rules for emissions and what the expectations were. Um, but with, within that lens, I think, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty major, um, ethical, ethical failing. Um, yeah. It, I mean, that, that falls on, on VW's head right now. And, and I think they're, you know, if they get the sort of the full extent of the fines from the EPA, I believe it is, it's something like $18 billion, which is a pretty massive uh, potential fine. And, you know, I, I, I just wonder if this, if this software maker is, you know, uh, going to, going to be, uh, you, you know, in trouble for anything. And, you know, it, it it sort of reveals this this possibility. So so software that's within the realm of medical devices gets regulated um, by uh, the FDA, and so there are certain protocols that that has to has to go through. Um, you know, so so I so I kind of wonder if if software is soon going to have uh, a few more hoops to jump through as a result of this. I, I yep. can't imagine that yep. that it wouldn't. Yeah, I think you said that the the, the fines could come up to eighteen billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I've got news for you. The Volkswagen Group had revenues in two thousand fourteen of two hundred and two billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the high end of that being less than ten percent of a single year's annual revenues. And mm -hmm. while I'm sure it will put a crimp in executive bonuses and and private jet use, perhaps, um, this will have no impact on on Volkswagen whatsoever. It's you know, it's 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 one of those things I've always found mind-boggling that corporations can act any way they want, and then they they get a slap on the wrist and life goes on. Um, this certainly seems like another example of it here. But you know, you, you sound like you're bullish about regulatory change. I'm I'm perhaps hopeful that there would be you know some degree of regulatory change that would have some impact on um, have some impact on on what could be done with software basically. Um, but I'm not optimistic that's going to happen. I mean, you have, um, you know, you would need it both at a national level, at an international level. You would need a lot of people who don't really understand what's going on um, to agree and people who are used to disagreeing about damn near um, everything, pretty much, uh, you know, here in the United States <laughs> right. in particular. So, you know, I, I don't know that this is going to really change anything, but it, it does it does point to the the, the risk that software the software has. And I mean, you know, specifically in the physical world, things are, um, things are for the most part, um, able to be objectively evaluated. You know, you can check the tolerances on a physical product. Um, you can, 
in a lot of different ways. But software, it's almost like um, it's almost like someone's mind, right? You you don't know what's hidden in there, and <laughs> doubly so because the software is made in so many ways to not be hackable, right? I mean, there's so many um, checkpoints and security aspects to it. Um, so it, you know, it's it's one recursive thing onto another. Um, the idea that we could get to the point where, you know, I mean, unless it's like the, the national government or some international platform um, under the software that everything is built on, which will never happen, um, it's it's just, it's a it's a labyrinth in within the software. It would be, again, it would be just like someone's mind trying to see in and say, you know, what's what's really going on in the, you know, the, the dark beating heart of, of this individual. So um, it's, it's really naughty because of the, you know, the virtual... Um, the virtual aspect of it all. Yeah, and I think you know to build on that that point. This this is a fine example of how uh, an emerging technology is ahead of the regulators, right? In in a big way. So, um, I mean, it's been going on for a period of time, uh, you know, six years or so. Uh, additionally, it wasn't the regulator who caught it. It was a uh, an environmentally, uh, you know, an advocate group, right? So, so they didn't actually catch them. They they were they were tipped off, and and you know, it's it it seems to be a fairly you know cut and dry uh, scenario for them to handle now, but. You know, you you kind of wonder the the more you know the more sophisticated these kinds of software cheats become, um, you, you know, you, you kind of wonder how how any regulatory agency could keep up with that, uh, which, you know, if if you're in if you're in software and you're going to work for the government, you know, I I I don't know. I I imagine if you're uh, looking at the private sector, the uh, you know the salaries and benefits are probably a lot better there. Uh, so, so who knows if the government's going to be able to attract the kind of talent that can think, you know, a couple of steps ahead um, of of companies, of hackers, things like that, and and really get immersed in this in this software world and become, you know, part of the 21st century. I I don't know for sure but if 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 I were part of the you know EPA right now I'd I'd be looking into uh hiring some some engineers to help out with this sort of thing cuz VW might be the tip of the iceberg here yeah i mean it it very well might be um but you know if it is who cares right i mean they're the companies that 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 violate it will get a slap on the wrist um everything will just keep We'll just keep rolling on, you know. It would I don't know. I mean it would be interesting to see when when there's when there's massive corporate malfeasance like this, you know, with um some of the things going on in Wall Street, you know, when the, the before the recession or during the recession happened, things like this. I'd like to see some companies killed. I mean, kill them, you know. <laughs> what the hell? And there there's a point where what that, that thing is doing is just like jail, right? I mean, we'll throw people in jail for their whole lives. Um, but companies, boy, oh boy, they can get away with whatever they want and just keep going on, even though it has the potential to harm billions or in this case, perhaps even trillions of people. Um, so it's, it's also broken, but I'm not going to predict what the government's going to do. What I will predict is say that the government either will do nothing or will do something that's horrible and wrong, but there is near zero chance that they both do something and they do something that is appropriate and helpful to the situation. And round and round we go. 
listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening, or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett, that's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at dneemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Or email me, Dirk, at goinvo.com. So that's it for episode 123 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. Okay.